Hey, Satinary. This is Diana Aldate and Lindsay Galasso from the Academic Success and Advising Center. And you're listening to the Multicultural Topics in Education series podcast, the show that provides Satinary students with a platform to discuss specific topics. So today we're talking about college adjustment, expectation versus reality with student guest speakers, David Espino and Onoshope Itunoya Musa. Alrighty, so as you know, most students make the adjustment to college life eventually, right? So each student may adjust according to a different timetable. So some students may find that the adjustment comes easy. They hardly realize it's happening, right? Other students find the process difficult slow, maybe even a little bit painful. Perhaps some students anticipate consciously or unconsciously some of these initial adjustments. Some may expect that they would feel unhappy and homesick at some point, and then things tend to get better. Many are forced to confront personal differences between their values, their expectations, and their lifestyle. So perhaps classes are not going the way that they had originally planned for, Perhaps some of those early friendships are less fulfilling than they had, than they thought they would be. Perhaps they're finding that their major or their area of study does not feel exactly right or is not such a great fit. So whatever those problems are, they seem to be more within and have less to do with those superficial characteristics of the college culture, right? Right, Lindsay. So according to statistics, up to 44% of college students reported having symptoms of depression and anxiety. Um, this makes adjusting to college life a little more difficult. So the United States experiences a daunting 40% college dropout rate every year, with only 41% of students graduating after four years without delay. So speaking from my own experiences, uh, it took me five years to graduate. So this was in due, this was due to, I had a, a life event happen. Uh, I also took a leave of absence for a semester and then I changed my majors. I was a bio major and then I ended up switching to psychology. And, you know, for me, I didn't have a very typical college experience. I was a commuter. I couldn't dorm. Uh, because of a, the different life events, I was not able to participate in like any events, you know, socialize too much, uh, go to, yeah, go to different events or be a part of different organizations. So it was a little bit more different from perhaps your experience, Lindsay, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my experience, I was very much a homebody growing up and through high school. So I was very attached to my family and going away to college was a very big decision for me, but I felt like I needed to go to allow myself that opportunity to grow. And I wanted to go somewhere where I, where I would be further from home and could live on campus. I didn't want to have the temptation of being able to go home on the weekends all the time or going home for dinner or to do laundry. I wanted that full college experience. So um, my goal going into college was to be more involved. And so I, I did get involved. I was part of different clubs and organizations. I was very involved with my major. And I even ended up joining a sorority. So it was a really great experience for me. But of course, those first few weeks are just like a little bit awkward and uncomfortable. Would you guys agree? 
So that's your time period when you're getting adjusted. You're you're meeting all these new people, these different personalities. You're breaking out of your comfort zone a little bit. So um, my biggest piece of advice from looking back is to really step out of your comfort zone and embrace those challenges and those new personalities and those people that you're getting to know because in the end, they get us to where we are now. So do you guys live on campus or are you commuters? Tell, tell us a little bit about your experience here at Centenary. All right. So I'm David. Uh, I'm a resident. I live on campus here. Uh, I'm a junior as well. So I have a couple years here. Yes. Uh, freshman year was kind of a weird time. Uh, <laughs> it was COVID. So, oh, COVID. So COVID year, I didn't really get the experience that I was told. A lot of experience. Like my cousin, uh, she's four years older than me. So she's in currently going her masters but she told me her freshman year was a lot of fun like she had a lot of friends a lot of events a lot of all that stuff but due to covid uh there was nothing much that we could do so far right they tried to make the best out of it but then my, obviously isolated my room the first year and it's like i told myself my sophomore year i'm not going to be in my room no more i want to be out there i want to just make myself i, I don't want to be in my room no more right i just want to just be out there so, David, can you talk a little bit about that COVID experience? And so how did you meet, how did you enjoy your experience at Centenary with a first year like that? So I just really just try to keep myself, uh, I guess, busy. Mm -hmm. uh, like, even if I'm in my room, uh, mainly, I'll be honest with you, my fall semester, I wasn't really doing that great because, again, COVID, I was playing video games. I was ch ch chatting with high school friends. <laughs> I was just trying to keep my mind busy because I don't want to. I was in my room the whole time. Right. The only times I go outside my room is get lunch, get dinner, get late night. That's it. That's the only time I go outside. Right. And it it must have been very difficult. Not only you know students coming into college their first semester, it, the adjustment period like it's already difficult as it is. It's a big difference between high school and, and college, college especially mm -hmm. e whether you take a year off or you go right away after you graduate from high school. It's very difficult. It's a lot more. Res you're responsible for a lot, right? Now it's the responsibility is on you, not your parents or your guardians, right? So. In addition to that, you had COVID, which affected everyone, yeah. mentally, emotionally, physically, right? So it's good to know and to hear that you, although, yes, you did, may not have done well your first semester. Granted, COVID yeah. first semester, you know, that's already a lot. But you took that, you learned from it, you grew from it, and you're here now. This is your third year. You didn't give up. You didn't let that affect you as far as, you know, you could have left. You could have said, you know what, this isn't for me, even though it was a very, it's a very situational experience that you mm -hmm. had. Um, it's an isolated experience. It's not something that just happens to everybody, yeah. especially your first semester. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Anashope? Tell us about your experience. Hi, my name is Anashope. I'm a junior. Hi, my name is Ana Jope. I'm a junior at Centenary. Um, I, I think something that can really, um, that really impacted me while staying here is, like David said, COVID. COVID was a very big impact on like my freshman year too. Um, I came when I came in. I, I was locked out, and but I was locked. I was locked out from like mid majority of 
like my other um fellow mates but mm -hmm. i think something that really helped me was my rs mm -hmm. they really brought us out i remember the first night they literally like had knocked around our doors to like make us like you know communicate with one another and that was how i met my first two friends which was like really good it was very amazing to meet people like that and i think like growing that kind of bond with them i was able to you know have people to not just scope up in my room with but also like i could go to their rooms because i knew them and i also get want to learn to get, know them more and they were also like psychology majors so it was like that kind of interacting not just in the dorms but also in the classrooms i saw people who i could study with i saw like i could make that simple interaction with people it was difficult but the ra is really very good help for me wow that's wonderful i'm glad you had that support here uh, i can't imagine just being so isolated that you couldn't really you could i'm sure you couldn't see any family you couldn't see fr anybody from back home so you made the best of your situation yes. at the same time. So that's wonderful. Absolutely. So looking back to your freshman year, is there anything that you would have done differently? I know maybe not have COVID happen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but, we all, Lindsay? Don't we all? <laughs> but besides that, what would you have done differently? Or what would you have told yourself knowing what you know now? I guess I could say... If I should do something differently, I mean, with COVID, it was really difficult. Right. It was very, very difficult. But like I said, the RAs were a huge help. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but And with classes, most classes were online. So it was really also difficult to make that connection with other people. Yeah. And having, but I feel like the professors really helped because they were really communicative with their emails and they really helped that. And I think that was really good because I had this one professor who was like really there for her students, like give good feedback and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I really don't know. With COVID, it was, like I said, it was very difficult. Yeah, definitely. So I think maybe what really helped me was having my RAs there because they were always there 24-7 right. for, every, for every resident. So. Okay. How about you, David? Uh, so what I would tell myself, my freshman year self, is that just really, again, COVID, like, I got to keep bringing this up, just COVID. <laughs> stuff, like, like, like it, it was a huge game day. changer. Yeah, literally, like, it was just a huge game changer. It was like, it really affected everyone and every, anyone, exactly. It, but, it did. Yeah. It definitely so did. So let's say, I mean, there's really nothing that you could have done Right, exactly. because it was something brand new. It was a global pandemic. Yeah, we yeah, were exactly. we were <laughs> fighting we're, against that. Right, we're, we're still here. <laughs> we with are with our masks on. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is there anything you know? You dealt with a lot of things mentally and emotionally, yeah. right? So, would you say anything? What words of encouragement would you give to someone coming in, perhaps in that same mentality, whether COVID or not? Like the same mentality as like... As far as just feeling isolated. Isolated. Just like you're, like you're just fresh out of high school. My advice is that just 
be you like just be yourself uh if people are judging you then you know that they're not gonna be your friends mm -hmm. so just keep moving on just keep pushing and eventually you'll find you'll attract these group of people who are going to become your friends and they're possibly like friends in college but also friends out of college too right lifelong friends lifelong friends mm -hmm. exactly yes. so you never really know until you just be out there like you right. gotta push yourself out there you gotta put your mark down Absolutely. and don't let people define you anymore this is not high school anymore you're in college completely different environments all that stuff yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's all about trial and error, too. You're, of course. At, at that time, you know, you're figuring yourself out at the same time as trying to find new friends and trying to find your footing and trying to see, you know, what is best for you. Some students change majors. They, they, they come in and saying and thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. They move forward. And then there may be a point where they lose interest. And they don't want to give that up. And it's hard. But you have to make the best decision for you. You're still trying to figure it out. You're evolving. You're growing into whoever it is that you're, you're meant to be. So it's okay to make those, like, very difficult decisions. Right? Mm -hmm. As long as, like you said, you keep pushing. You keep going. Okay. Right. Exactly. And I think, like David, like David said, like, something that really struck out to me was also, like, and you're in college, so don't push things, don't rush things. It's everything kind of comes with a flow, but also remember that you're your own person, and you always find the group of people that you connect with, you who you see yourself with. Like friends come and go at the end of the day, but those people who are meant to be with you would stay beside you. Absolutely, I agree. yeah, I agree. All right, so there are said to be six adjustments that students experience during their first year of college, okay? So those are academic, cultural, emotional, financial, intellectual, and social. So thinking at, thinking at those six, what did you experience any of those, okay? And if you did, what was the hardest one that you went through? Yes. <laughs> All right. So they are academic, cultural, emotional, financial, intellectual, and social. So what ones or which one do you feel was the hardest? I'll say cultural and social. Okay. Um, because I think I think that was part of my decision in um picking centenary. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the different, I'm always used to being in the city. I grew up like in a city in a very loud place and everything. So coming to Centenary, it was very quiet and really new to me. I felt like it's more of a countryside. So <laughs> it's, it was more settled. So I came here and I loved, I kind of enjoyed the quietness. It was nice to begin with. And the people around me, the people I, I spoke with, the people I was with, I think really helped me because um, I have an accent. So sometimes it's very difficult for me to, like, speak. Sometimes I always think to myself, am I saying this right? Am I saying this right? So I 
I remember my freshman year, sometimes I usually think before I, like, say things because I don't want to say it the wrong way because mm-hmm. I have an accent. I don't I don't want people to, like, mislead me. Mm-hmm. And I also um, used my English name instead of my first name. I People called me Nora my, my freshman year. People called me Nora. But um, with the help of the EOP directors, they helped me. And they were like, why do you, why don't you use your first name? Why do you use your English name, and I t- always told them that it was easier for people to pronounce. And like when a lot of people a- have asked me, like, "What's my my first name?" and I tell them my first name, they always ask for another name. So mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was. But I was like, you know what? I might as well just use my other name to tell people that. So uh, I think that was really something that you know changed for me. But after they spoke to me, they said it's always good to like you know try to teach them to learn your first name because it's your first name and it's your name and you love the name. So at the end of the day, let them learn how to pronounce your name. Yes, exactly. And your name is beautiful. Thank you. I love it. And with social, I think the social adjustment for me was, um, I'm naturally a very outgoing person, but like when I want to be alone, I really want to be alone. So with COVID, it kind of twisted me. So Mm -hmm. I was, I became like more indoors than like outgoing Mm -hmm. and coming to the school, I kind of struggled with having that to be outgoing again a lot, even though a lot of people did say I was still outgoing, but I I was, I didn't still feel like myself, you know, it was really hard. And, but I have this group of friends who really helped me. They, um, Took, we went out together. We went to the cinema together. We came to lunch together, breakfast, dinner. It was very good. And I was able to make friends, able to join sororities. And now I'm just, like, so happy. <laughs> I, now it's like if I leave my room in the morning, I'm not back there in the night. Yeah. <laughs> so you found your footing. Yes. Yeah. And I have to say, you're not alone when you say you felt twisted, right? Yeah. I do think that COVID had that impact on a lot of people. You were used to being busy. We were used to on the go, always, you know, um, meeting new people, going to classes, talking with your professors in person, all and all this stuff. And then it kind of came to a halt, and you had to stay inside. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to go outside, you were going for a walk, but you couldn't yes. do anything with anybody <laughs> else. So it, it twisted all of us and kind of made us feel like, oh, my goodness, maybe I don't like to be social anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> from another outgoing sure. person, I get it. I, <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> all right. So... Do you think that race, culture, language, gender, socioeconomic status, uh, any religion, your sexual orientation, do you think that this affects a student's experience in their first year of college? I would say I would say it does because um, a lot of people, when you come into college, you're kind of like, it's a lot of thoughts. If you come in with, like, if you know a friend, like, also came from your school, it's a, it's a little bit different. But if you come and, like, for me, when I came, you know, I was, came from another country. I, the first person I met was also African. So I was able to connect on that background with, with, right. with her. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's really hard to, if you, 
it's very hard to find that connection because um your first your first year i feel your first year it's it's more about finding yourself and like learning more about yourself not just like making friends but also who you are as a person mm -hmm. like what i like what i don't like seeing other people it's like it's very big also like you also have to think about not discriminating other people being your own identity letting express who you are as a person like like we said in the beginning you will find your group of people and you shouldn't force it you shouldn't try to like um downgrade yourself and try to fit in mm -hmm. because at the end of the day if you try to fit in you're kind of being um like not yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not you're right. not being yourself you're kind of faking it around people and right. you don't want that you want to feel more of yourself around people you know and that becomes exhausting if yes. you're faking it so yeah you have to be your true authentic self and then you create more meaningful relationships yeah, and like the more important thing is like the only thing you're lying you're lying to yourself more than you're lying to other people. Right. That like that's one of my best friends always said to me. It's like, don't lie to yourself. Don't don't act like, don't put a front up saying like, oh my god, yeah, like this is how I usually act. Like re reality, that's not how you act. Like just be yourself. And end of the day, like what we, what we keep saying earlier is what on the show we keep saying earlier, and I'm just gonna keep enforcing this too. <laughs> like. The people, the friends you make are always going to come and go. The people who are going to stay with you are the friends for life. So yes. just be wary of that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what do you think that colleges and universities can do to better serve those who are going through these adjustments? So earlier we talked about the academic adjustment, right? Learning in a different environment, learning more um, at a higher level, the cultural aspect, we talked about the emotional aspect of COVID, finances, college is a big investment, intellectual, and then the social. So what can colleges and universities do to better serve those who are going through these adjustments in their first year and even beyond? Can you think of anything? Um, something that also helped me that I think is, it should be like a very... Um, adamant thing to do is with the student life. They really help. Mm -hmm. It was like a big help. Like till today, every time I receive an email from the student life about the events happening, I put it, I pin it to like <laughs> know like what I want to do. <laughs> right. Like what events I want to go to. Even if like it's an event like I have no idea about, but I'm interested in going, I right. go to see because I know at the end of the day, they make it fun. And I think that's something that can help, like with co in, in in college and universities, have don't just make it all about education. Right, like, education is a very important, but you also need a social life. You need a break in a period of time because always just going to class, having so much, so many assignments. It's like now I don't I don't have time to be social. But like if you have that period of time where you see like there are many a lot of things to do at different times because oh I'm free at this time I can go by this time to this place so I think that's something that helps and um 
I actually love the idea that you pin it and save it because <laughs> you definitely want to know what's going on around campus. Mm-hmm. That's how you make some of those connections as well. The social right. piece is very important. It, it kind of goes along with the education. Obviously, we're here to get an education and to mm-hmm. get a job when we leave, right? Mm-hmm. But those interactions and those relationships and those experience. All of that helps you to get a job when you leave Centenary. And that's the biggest thing. Whatever you're doing here at Centenary is going to help you in the long run. Even the people that you're you're meeting, the lifelong friends we keep going back to, mm-hmm. um, and your professors, and it's all a great networking experience, really. Right. And, you know, it helps you unwind. And I think if you find your people... You get that motivation, too. You motivate. You help each other. You push each other. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, re- not that you can't do it alone, but you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do it alone. You're all in the same boat, right? Sometimes certain classes can be difficult. Sometimes you kind of get overwhelmed. So you need something else to balance it out, yeah. right? What about for you, David? As a worker for, like, stu- uh, student life, uh I love working those events sometimes. Like those events are like the, probably like one of the funnest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Just like seeing new faces, just seeing like people how like people how interact with each other and just seeing like like I mean, see yeah, just seeing just faces in general. Just mm-hmm. I just love working for uh student, uh student life. So what would you say to some to students who don't who don't maybe want to go whether it's because they're commuters or because, like you said, on a Ashope, um, perhaps like they feel they have a lot going on with their studies and they may not have the time. Well, I'll say that that is the time management. Oh. And where do you get time management? <laughs> Academic success. Exactly. We all bring it back. Bring <laughs> exactly. It, back. <laughs> it just all really depends on time management. You got to manage your time. Like, let's say I have. But I'll use my myself as an example. I have classes from ten to eleven forty, and then class from twelve to one forty. And that, in that twenty minute break, I might go for lunch. I might go to my room, just chill, relax, take a breather, and then go back to class. And then right after my classes, I just grab something to eat. If I didn't grab something to eat, uh, do work for like maybe an hour or two, and then just see if there's any events going on. Uh, just hang out with my friends, or just pretty much just wander around, just walk around. That's just it really just comes down to time management. Right. Like that's right. all it really depends. Yeah. So you're prioritizing your academics, but at the of same course. time you're prioritizing your own mental health mm-hmm. and by doing these things and seeing your friends, uh, right. which is great. It's wonderful. Yeah. I actually saw a meme recently and it really got to me because <laughs> it literally broke down like, you know, 30 minutes of exercising, you don't have enough time. But there's yeah. 30 minutes and you can scroll on your phone for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I know we all do that. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to start exercising yeah. <laughs> because I do scroll on my phone so much. So even that is time consuming, right? But I do, I always suggest, and I know Diana does as well with her students, is just taking really time management and taking a schedule and literally outlining all the things that you have going on that day and and also including the time that you need for yourself and the time that you need for those social activities as well and getting connected to the resources that are on campus there are so many that are here to help and support you guys yeah so it's really important that um 
students are aware of those resources and how they can help them. Right. Before we, we wrap up, you know, is there anything, any resources that you both have personally used in order to help and support you throughout your time here? Uh, yeah. Tutoring. Tutoring is probably one of the biggest ones. And some people won't. Some people won't. Like, I just don't understand that. That's what you're paying for. You're pay it's like in your, in your financial statements, it, you're, one of the things is tutoring. It's free tutoring. It's free. Like, literally just go down to, say, Sunken Lounge to that building and to the right and just you could just you could also just be in there too if you don't have a quiet space. It's right. a good space. It's a good quiet a space good too. Space. Cubicles, all that stuff. Tutoring's one of them. Also, probably academic success too. <laughs> academic success is also another <laughs> great you. one. Like if I <laughs> if I have like a resume I have to go to, like I just go to you guys and just have you guys look at it. Uh, do you have any? Um, I work in the writing collaboratory mm -hmm. as a tutor, yes. so. We help in anything. Like, do you need to look, um, work on your resume, cover letter, papers? Even if it's scientific paper labs, we help with that. And the writing collaboratory, we offer like um, different options: face to face, in person, online, asynchronous. Like, you, for asynchronous, you can just send in the paper that you wrote. Or even if you're just getting started, let us know what you want to walk on and we'll help you with that. We'll send you an email back. We can have a conversation. I think those kind of flexibility really helps a student because not everybody is also always comfortable with, you know, coming in and, you know, kind of talking one-on-one -on -one with people. So if you want to do online, it's, it's preferable. So I think if you have all those resources, use it because right. in the outside world, you have to pay for all these things mm -hmm. and it's a lot of money. Right. <laughs> No, absolutely. Thank you. And those are, are such wonderful resources that we have here um, that students should absolutely take advantage of. Um, Definitely. Besides, yeah. You know, student life, residence life, wellness center. We have academic success, DSO, the writing collab, so many things for anything, for any class, honestly, right? Or even your social life. So, but thank you so, so much, David Anashope. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for thank listening you. to thank our you. multicultural <laughs> topics in education series. Our next podcast will be I Am First Gen and will focus on first generation students and their experiences. We will be joined with two special guests. You can access our podcast through WNTI on Thursdays and on Apple Podcasts.